Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we are live, praise the Lord. How you doing today? Are you doing good? Well, hey, I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm so glad to get to be with you today. You know, God is good, and He's good all the time. You say, well, how could He be good in this crazy world that we're dealing with? today. Well, you know, he actually has a plan. He actually knows what he's doing and he's got some wonderful things in store for you. Praise the Lord. Better time, the best time to be on the earth that is right now, you know, to be able to touch people's lives and, you know, with all the things that are going on, uh, man, you know, that, that gives you an opportunity to tell people about Jesus. Praise the Lord. I was reading, I was watching something just recently and they were talking about how, how the, uh, uh, this person wasn't even saved and he's, he's wanting to read the Bible, you know, well-known figure, you know, lots of people would know who he is if I mentioned his name, you know, but you know, you think about that today, it creates an opportunity with all the things that are going on in the earth to be able to tell people about Jesus, praise the Lord, our savior, our peace, our, our passes all understanding, our joy, Hey man, they can have peace in this world, even though with all the challenges that we're facing, praise the Lord, you can get through and, and God will give you the grace and help you to have a good life, even in the midst of challenging times, praise the Lord. He's a good, good father. Did I say that right? He's a good, good father, praise the Lord. Well, I'm so glad I get to be with you today. I hope that you're having a good week. Are you having a good week? Are you expecting some good things this week? Well, I believe some good things are in store for you, praise the Lord, child of God. I believe he wants to do some wonderful things. If you're not saved, I believe this is a good opportunity to get saved and for God to fulfill his plan and his purpose for you, praise the Lord. So we're so glad you're with us. If you'd like to, you can catch us live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time, Sundays at 4 p.m. Central Time. We've been playing some uh, rebroadcasts on Wednesdays there, and uh, we may continue to do that for just a little bit because we're trying to get some things in order. But uh, on Sundays, it's very rarely that I'm not here live. I'm here live with you today. Sometimes I'm a little bit late, but I try to be here right at 4 p.m. Central Time. And uh, you can listen to us live on Podbean. This is also being uh, recorded uh, to be uploaded on YouTube. And you should be able to watch that at about 9 p.m. Central Time. Sometimes YouTube slows it down. We try to make sure it's available to you at 9 p.m. Central Time. So you can figure that out wherever you're at all around the world. We have people listen to us, thankfully, all around the world we've had opportunities and it's been a blessing to be able to reach out to people around the world and ministry opportunities to minister to people around the world and right now I'm kind of backed up with some you know trying to want to minister to people in different places you know so you know you think about that there's lots of opportunity lots of people want to know about the word of God right now they're hungry for the word and I believe that we're going to just minister to them and encourage them and help them today praise the Lord to do some wonderful exploits by the precious Father Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. I believe they want to do some wonderful things in your life today. Do you believe that today? Do you believe this could be one of the best days you ever had? Could this be the best week you ever had in your life? Well, you know, we're getting close to the end of this year and I believe God wants to do some wonderful things before this year's out, but you have to have some expectation and you have to be able to see it beyond your circumstances you know, that's what faith's all about. We've been talking about faith, you know, and that's what faith's all about. You've got to be able to see beyond all of your circumstances. You could be pressed on every side. Uh, you could be pushed on every side. But, you know, faith sees beyond the circumstances and sees the word of God 
is the final authority in everything that you're facing. You say, well, what do you mean by that, you know? Well, you know, if today if you're needing healing, you've got to be able to see that you're healed, you know? There's no reason to go after it if you can't see it, you know? You've got to see yourself whole. Do you see yourself taking a vacation you never took before? Do you see yourself doing better than you ever done before? Do you see yourself healed? Maybe you have a, you know, you've been sick for a long time. Do you see yourself whole? You know, you've got to be able to see beyond your circumstances while you're sitting there confessing and say, I'm the healed of the Lord. You know, you've got to be able to see that you're the healed of the Lord. And, you know, it gives you, you know, the picture and the inside, the blueprint created on the inside, you know, seeing what God wants to do. You know, I believe that you have to have that picture. You got to see it. You know, I see myself going to heaven. Amen. Do you see yourself going to heaven? You know, he says that he got, he went away to prepare a place. Amen. And I believe he's preparing a customized place for me in heaven, but you got to be able to see it today. Do you see it? Uh, do you see that he's preparing a place for you today? Custom built. You know, he's a carpenter's son. You don't think Jesus could make you the best custom place that you could possibly imagine? You know, you've got to be able to see it. And, you know, I believe that God will help you get it if you can see it today. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, we, we've been talking about faith. We're going to get into faith today. If you'd like to listen to the uh, rebroadcast, I'm trying to get over a few things before I go on. Uh, you can listen to it at Spotify, Google Music, iTunes, Listen Notes, Podbeam, TuneIn off Alexia, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. You can listen to us on Pandora, Amazon Music, Verbal, iVox, Audio Junkie, Podchaser, Player FM, and Samsung Boomplay. And there's others. And if you'd like to check those out, you can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and hit the media tab. Hit that tab and you can find out where we're at. You know, make sure it's an app that's already on your phone. Don't have to download something new. Nobody wants to do that, put something new on their phone, <laughs> you know, but you can go there and do that. Praise the Lord. So just trust the Lord and you'll find the right direction. <laughs> you'll find the correct app and you'll be able to do it. Now, our home is Podbeam. Podbeam, you know, has all of our messages on there. That's why I always try to direct you to go to Podbeam. And I'm not trying to sell you something or anything like that. It should be free to you to go to Podbeam. Uh, but uh, you can listen to all of our messages. Plus, Coffee Confessions. We are somewhere around 300 messages in Coffee Confessions. So you can check those out and uh, grow spiritually and let it be a blessing to your life. Hey, listen. thank you for listening to us today. Thank you for putting on your headphones today and listening to me and by the precious Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to me on your couch and your car. Wherever you're at on your motorcycle, wherever you are today, if you're out there with some friends listening to me, I'm so glad that you took the time to listen to this wonderful ministry today, and I hope it's an encouragement to you. You know, you you may think today, I can't come through this. I don't know if there's any way out. You know, God always makes a way out. God will help you come through it, but you have to believe the word of God. You know, the Bible says we always triumph through Christ Jesus. Did he say just one time? He say that maybe this time it's going to work and not next time. No, he said that all, he all, you know, the Bible even says he makes a way of escape. Maybe it's too much for you today, you know, and he even makes a way of escape. He has paths you can't even think of. He has plans that you can't even get, get up in your mind. You know, you need the Holy Spirit to help you and he'll guide you, direct you. But, you know, he has plans and he has ways of working things out that would just blow your mind if he told you all of them. And, you know, and he's working on your situation right now behind the scenes. Things are going on. You know, you can't just go by everything you see with your eyes. you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. He knows how to direct you. He knows how to make things better for you. 
He knows how to fix the situation, but you got to learn to listen and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. You know, you know, and he's trying to avoid you from tragedy. He's trying to avoid you from stress, you know, but we've got to learn to listen and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes we miss it. You know, we're not perfect, you know, but you know, aren't you glad he has more than one plan? <laughs> you don't think God has a backup plan? That's what grace is all about. Isn't that good to know? You know, some people say, well, you messed up and now you have to eat your cake too, you know, or eat your eat your however they put that, you know, <laughs> but the Bible says he has mercy and he has grace to help you through the circumstance. That's what my Bible says. And he's a God of mercy and grace and he'll help you and direct you and help you to fulfill the things that you need to fulfill. Take care of your family, take care of you. He, he, uh, he knew it before it came. You don't think he knew before it came? Yes, he did. And he knows how to help you today. Praise the Lord. He's faithful. Can you say that with me? He is faithful. Say it again. He is faithful to help you through the circle. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, I am faithful. Aren't you glad he's faithful? You know, now your friends may not be faithful. You know, you may have some family members that may not be faithful, but God is faithful and he always has something online to help you and always has the resources to help you. He's a big, big God. Well, you know, if you'd like to give, there's no pressure to give. All of our resources are free, uh, but it, it would be good for you to give. Praise the Lord. You know, you want to make sure that you're giving so God can sustain you. You know, if you had a seed, you know, you had a whole pocket full of seeds. That's not going to do a lot for you, but if you'll put those seeds in the ground, you know, God will start producing, you know, what is that? He's the God of the increase is what my Bible says, and he'll increase you and help you, but them seeds in your pocket aren't going to do a lot, but if you'll put them in the ground, he'll bless you and he'll increase you. There's no pressure to give here. I'm not trying to pressure you. All of our resources are free. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam.com and you can download anything you'd like to for free, but make sure that you're giving somewhere. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Find out where that good ground is and make sure that you're giving somewhere so God can produce in your life. He wants to make sure that you have the things that you need to have. I don't think there's a day hardly that goes by that me and Sheila aren't giving some way. You want to make sure that you're giving so God can bless you. Praise the Lord. I'm glad to say that. I'm, I, there was a time when I wasn't giving all the time. And boy, it causes more challenges when you don't give, you know. You can't afford not to give. You want to make sure that you're giving so God can sustain you and take care of your family. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, let's get into the Bible. Grab your Bible, get your tablet, get your phone. And we're just going to get to studying God's word. Are you ready for that today? We're going to get into Faith Foundations Part 4 today. We've been directed, I believe, by the Holy Spirit to talk about faith. It's important that you have it. You need to get it if you don't got it. You need to grab some if you don't have it right now. <laughs> you better get you some faith. You say, well, why? Well, we, we, we're going to talk about that, but you're going to need some faith in these challenging and times that you're facing today. You know, you don't think the devil is going to stress people out and cause them to be challenged and things in these end times. You know, he, he wants to take as many people as he can with him. And God's trying to take as many people as he can with him, you know, and you're going to have to have some faith. And you're going to have to trust the Lord and you can't go by just by everything you see and how you feel every day. You're going to have to go by the word of God. You're going to have to go by faith today. Praise the Lord. We're going to talk more about this today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy. Father, we just thank you that you are our sustainer. You're our refuge. You're our fortress. 
You're our everything, Father. We just thank you, Father, for that today. And Father, we just ask, Lord, as people are listening today, Father, flood them with light. Help them to see some things they never seen today. Flood me with light. Help me see some things never we never seen today. Help us to hear some things we never heard before. And Father, we ask that you help no one to leave without getting what they need today, Father, by your precious Holy Spirit. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for today. In Jesus' name, Lord, all of you, none of me. And we give you the praise and glory for that today in Jesus' name. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the, uh, the wonderful Jewish people, Father. We thank you for your precious people today, Father. We ask that you protect them in every way, Father, and help them, Lord, to fulfill all the things they're trying to fulfill, help them to be encouraged, help them to be refreshed, help them to be comforted, help them to those that are dealing with grief to be encouraged today. And Father, we just ask, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Give them comfort today in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And the Christians that are listening that are not encouraged, help them to be encouraged today. Help them not to leave without being encouraged. Spark up in their spirit some encouragement today, Father, by your precious Holy Spirit. Stir them up. Get the joy stirred up in their lives, Father. Get your peace stirred up in their lives, Father, Lord, and your grace stirred up in their lives. Help them to move from where they're at to where they need to be. And Father, we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And Father, we before we go, we always like to, Father... We always like to minister to you. Thank you for being good to us, taking care of our families. Thank you, Father, Lord. And Father, if nothing else you did for us, you're so good, Father. We thank you for being so good to us. And we know that you are working behind the scenes and fixing everything. But we just thank you for being so wonderful to us. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, you ready today? We're going to get into the Word of God today. Go over to 2 Corinthians 5, 7. That's where we start every time. We're talking about faith today. You know, this is one of my favorite subjects. You know, I I love faith. I enjoy talking about faith. I've been raised in faith, and so I love to talk about it. You know, of course, I come from uh, listening to many different ministries about faith. And my father in the faith, Kenneth Hagin, you know, most people have heard of him. And uh, we, I've got faith all the time being taught to me. And I, I love to talk about it myself, praise the Lord. Now, I do teach it a little different than some others. And I do hit it from lots of different directions. But I hope that today you come away with a great understanding by the Holy Spirit of some things concerning faith. We know that 2 Corinthians 5, says, 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, right? So in your walking and all the things that you do and all your exploits for God, you got to be walking by faith, right? Not by sight, is what the scripture says. That's not for, that's not uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, Jeremiah. No, that's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Now to your Bible, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. But how many Christians walk by sight every day? How many, how many Christians look at every obstacle and every challenge today? You know, even when he tells us to cast our cares upon him, for he careth for us. You know, and he tells you not to worry. Matter of fact, we're, we've been told that we're commanded by Jesus not to worry. Remember that there in Matthew, the seventh chapter? You know, he's told us that we're supposed to give him all of our cares, but yet we we go by everything we see if we're not careful. And, you know, we've all done that, you know, but the goal is to walk by faith and not by sight, right? We're supposed to be going by the word, trusting and relying on the word every day with our lives. Now, I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> if this was an easy journey, 
Well, then you probably want to find some other religion because be living for God isn't easy. But the things that are easy is he gives you the grace to do it. He gives you the power to do it. He gives you the Holy Spirit to do it. He gives you the greater one on the inside to help you to do it. But you've got to rely on him and trust him every day. So notice here we are to walk by faith. Hebrews 10, 38 says it like this. Now the just shall live by faith, right? So as a Christian today, you're supposed to be living your life with faith, you know, faith in Jesus, faith in his word, faith that it's going to work out. You know, I, that seems to be our ongoing theme today, that faith that it's going to work out, you know, God will work it out. Maybe not the way you want it to work it out, but he'll work it out a million ways. And he knows what you like a whole lot better than you know what you like. Did you know that? He created you. He knows even how many hairs are on your head. You know, the scripture says he knows how many hairs are on your head. That's how much he cares about you. He numbers your hairs. He cares about you. He cares about everything about you. And it's important that you realize that when it comes in regards to your relationship with him, he wants you to have a good relationship with him. He didn't want you to have some lame relationship with him. No, he's the God of the universe. He created you to walk with him, talk with him, have a relationship with him. He doesn't want you to have some just mundane life. No, God wants you to enjoy life on a daily basis, you know, walking with him, him giving you wisdom and guidance by his spirit, you know, you learning to rely on him and trust in him, you know, that's a good life, living the life of faith. Hebrews 10, 38 says, so the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. It pleases the father. It makes him happy when you live a life of faith, right? It makes him happy. He loves faith, you know. That shows you why he wrote the Bible like he did. You know, you look at Genesis, you see a man of faith there, you know. And Abraham, you know, we see uh, Noah, we see his life of faith, you know. They're like, these people went out not even know where they're going, doing things that they could not see for sure. But they just did what he told him, you know, and God was pleased. He loves faith <laughs> and he blessed them for doing it. Think about that today. He enjoys it when you just trust it in his word and trust what he tells you and that he wants to fulfill that plan that he has for your life. You know, he he's looking to make it better. He's looking for you to have an impact on others. You know, he's looking for you. The more you get into his interests. The more you get into his plan, the more he can do for you. He's going to get into your plans and get into your interests as, as long as you're seeking after him and follow him and having a good heart. You know, he said, seek me first and all these things will be added to you. What does he mean by that? Well, he says, seek my interests and I'm going to be all up in your interests. I'm going to take care of your interests. You're going to have all your interests met, you know. That's the problem, you know. We got people that go to one service a week or they only go to two services a week, you know. And they don't seek his interest. Every day looking into the Bible and just having a fellowship with him every day and seeking his interests on a daily basis. He said, draw nine to me. I'll draw nine to you. Get into his interests. And he's going to be all about your interests. He's going to care about everything that you're doing if you're just focused on his interests for your life. You say, well, why is that, you know? Well, because it's sowing and reaping. He's going to bring those things back. That's how he works his laws into your life. That's why he wants you to get closer to him so he can bless you more. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that a good God? You get closer to him, he's going to bless you more. You know, you can't say that about any of these so-called gods out there, you know. I mean, I can't go chase Buddha and have a blessed life, you know. Matter of fact, I'd probably become very poor and 
wouldn't have the things I need, but if I seek after Jesus, God's going to take care of all my needs. I seek after his kingdom, helping other people, you know, it's going to, he's going to take care of my needs as long as I'm seeking after him, praise the Lord. Well, you know, he says the just shall live by faith, but if any man draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Are you making him happy today? Are you seeking after him in faith today? Think about that today. It's important that you're seeking and living a life of faith. Hebrews 11:6 6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. You're never going to please him if you don't have some faith. You know, it's impossible to please him. You know, you just get that picture of Peter walking on the water, you know, man, he's out there. He's just walking on the water, you know, and he's like, man, this is awesome looking around, you know, you know, what pleases him. When you're walking out there, walking in faith, walking towards Jesus, pleases him. And then he says he started to sink. Some people think he just went down. You know, he's drowning it. The Bible doesn't say that he went down, he drowned. He said he began to sink, right? So on this faith journey, you start going and going and going and going and going. And, and all of a sudden, you begin to seek. What happens when you begin to seek? Jesus reaches down and grabs him and brings him back up to the life of faith. Think about that today, you know. If you'll get going God can do some wonderful things in your life, you know, but you got to be fo not focused on the storms. It's going to bring you down. But if you keep focused on Jesus, he'll keep bringing you back up. So Peter did mess up, didn't he? Peter did have a challenge, walk on the water, but God just brought him back up like it never happened <laughs> because he got focused back on Jesus. Think about that today. God, he'll bring you back up if you just get back focused on him. He'll help you with the circumstance. He'll help you in this life. Just get yourself focused back on him. He loves you too much to let you go down. He loves you too much to let things just get too far out of hand. Isn't that good? You know, he said, I wouldn't put more on you than you can bear. Think about that today. He loves you too much to let it get too out of hand. And he'll bring you back up if he has to. He'll pull you back up out of the circumstance because he's good. Hebrews 11, 6, 11, 6 says, but without faith, did I say that too quick? Hebrews 11, 6, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. I like what it says there, that he is. What is he to you? He's your everything, right? He is. He's, he's my everything. He's my Jehovah Rapha, right? He's my Jehovah Shammah, right? He's your everything. He's, he's God Almighty in every circumstance. And he's your provider for everything. He's your healer. He's your, he's your everything. He's your peace. He's your joy, right? What is he today? He is your everything. He wants to be your everything. So you must believe he's your everything and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Isn't that good? You know, he wants you to be rewarded. He wants you to have good things in your life. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Think about that today. You know, the devil's not giving out good gifts, <laughs> right? Do you know of any other religion where they're just passing out good gifts? That's our father. He's passing out good gifts from above, you know. Boy, that bothers some people when you talk like this, you know, that he's a good, good father, you know. Oh, it just gets up in their skin, you know, because they just think they're supposed to suffer all the time for Jesus. No, we, we do deal with persecution. We do deal with different challenges, you know, but he's he always rewards us. He has so many rewards, it's astounding. Go look to the, look at the seven churches and all the rewards he promised to all of them and the rewards that we get when we get to heaven. My goodness, he's a rewarder and he wants to reward you and he wants to reward you in this life, right? And so he's a good, good father. So we walk by faith. 
And we live by faith. We please God by it. And we receive from God by faith. So we've been talking a little bit about faith. Did I talk a little bit about it there? Oh my goodness, I may have gone too far already <laughs> talking about the intro, but God is good. So what do we say faith was? And we want to go back to that. It's a firm persuasion. It's a belief. It's a conviction based on the word of God. Repeat it with me there. It's a firm persuasion. It's a belief. It's a conviction based on the word of God. And we talked about King Agrippa and Paul comes up to, came up to King Agrippa and he's trying to get King Agrippa saved and and he's, he's giving him all this plan of salvation, talking about the coming Messiah, you know. And King Agrippa said, you almost persuade me, Paul. <laughs> and what's Paul going to do then? He's going to, and he's already been presenting all the gospel to him, talking about Jesus, you know, the coming Messiah that has come. And, and he's already done great things. And he's telling King Agrippa, and King Agrippa's just, he's right there about to get saved. And and Paul says, and he says to Paul, you almost persuade me, Paul. So what's he going to do? He's going to start flooding him more, trying to persuade King Agrippa, right? And that's how faith comes, by an accumulation of knowledge, right? You, you hear, he said, how will they hear without a preacher, right? And you're going to come out there and you're going to tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're a preacher, you're going to talk about how good he is. Well, we don't want to talk about all the sad things. Because we know the goodness of God is what brings men to repentance is what the scripture says in the first chapter of Romans. Think about that today. The goodness of God brings people to repentance. We want to talk about how good he is and people are going to want to get in on the goodness of God. Amen. Has he been good to you? Yeah, hey, he's a good, good father. Has he been good to you? You get to go to heaven if nothing else today. He's been good to you, right? You're still alive today for a reason. He's been good to you. He's a good, good father. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Matthew, the fourth chapter, the 23rd verse. It says, my Jesus went into all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So how would you do that today? If you're going to talk to somebody and build them in faith and talk to them about healing, you'd say, well, our Jesus, he went into all manner, he healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Think about that today. Maybe today you're having some kind of sickness. Maybe you're having problems with disease. You can read that scripture, accumulate, build some faith. It doesn't take a lot. Just that one scripture could help you. I would say get a lot more if you can. But that one scripture tells you he, he heals all manner of disease. It tells you that he heals all manner of sicknesses. That's, that's what he's a specialist at, <laughs> right? And maybe today, you know, you think, well, I'm in a tough situation. Don't worry. He's a specialist to help you in that circumstance. He knows how to fix it. He knows how to make it right. You know, he's a specialist to help you in the circumstance that you're facing today. He heals all manner of disease. He heals all manner of sickness. He's a good, good father, you know. You say, well, well Jeremiah, what, how does this faith work in my life? Why, you know, what, how, how am I supposed to use it? Well, it protects you. It helps you to get the things that you're needing. It helps you to walk the walk that you need to walk. It helps you in so many different areas of your life, you know? Yeah, I remember, you know, I was, uh, I was, I love studying Bible doctrine. I, if you, I, I can grab a Bible doctrine book, just love to go through Bible doctrines just because I enjoy it, you know? I, I like to see what different, you know, Christian religions believe, you know? It's interesting, you know, to go through there, study their view of salvation and study their view on the baptisms of the Holy Spirit, their view on the, the authority of the believer. 
You know, and a lot of them are the same, honestly, with a lot of different things. There's a few things that separate us, not a whole lot. But, you know, it's interesting. A lot of them are actually the same. You know, I, if I went into a Christian bookstore today, and I've done this, I don't know how many times I'll go in the back, and I like to go to the Bible Doctrine section and look at all the Bible Doctrine books because I think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating to me to see what a Baptist believes, what a Lutheran believes. Very, very interesting, you know, to get into studying that. Well, I remember one time I got messed up in one, one early when I was a younger Christian and I was looking at some things and it didn't quite correlate with some things that didn't feel right in my spirit, you know. And, you know, this is really good information for somebody today. You know, maybe you've heard some doctrine and and something on the inside just tells you, hey, uh, the, I'm not sure about that. I don't have peace about that. You know, you ever felt that way? You know, I, I felt that way. You know, I'll never forget when I was really young, you know, and I'm, I'm going to, from one story to another here. But I remember <laughs> when I was really young, some guy was trying to convince me there was no rapture. Well, I didn't know the Bible. I was very young. I think I was like 11, something like that. Very young. And he was an older guy. And he's like, it's not in there, you know, trying to crush the hope of a rapture inside of me, you know, the great appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ coming in the sky, which he is, he's coming, it's going to happen, you'll see it, it might even happen before this message is over, I might be flying in the sky, and hopefully I can bring somebody with me, hold them while I'm going up, you know, <laughs> praise the Lord, but you know, he was trying to crush, you know, my dream of the rapture, I didn't know a whole lot about it, you know, but now I do, but uh, you know, I had to not, I had to put it on the shelf, had to get some scriptures, had to look at it myself, build some faith in myself, build some faith in the scriptures about the rapture so that I, I'm strongly persuaded. You know, and like we said, it's accumulation of knowledge. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but it's an accumulation of knowledge. Remember, the, like we said, with the lady that got healed with the issue of blood, she had heard some things. And we went through many scriptures talking about that they heard some things and that's what caused them they saw jesus doing miracles they'd heard about his miracles heard about his healings and it built faith on the inside of them to the point they wanted to go get themselves healed well you know i had to build myself up in that particular doctrine you know you say doctrines you know what well, paul told us that we all have doctrines and study it for yourself we all have doctrines you'd be surprised you know even even somebody doesn't even think they do they've already got a lot of doctrines you didn't have a doctrine they don't believe <laughs> you know but you do have some type of doctrine but uh, it's interesting you know and, and so i had to form that belief within me well in this particular the other time this other circumstance i was reading the bible doctrine books of a certain particular person i don't want to get into that today but uh, the, they had a belief on a certain, certain topic on the Holy Spirit. Got me kind of messed up in it. So I had to go and look at the scriptures and build my faith in that area by an accumulation of knowledge, you know, so that I can be strong in that area. You know, maybe today you need to take some scriptures and build yourself up, accumulate the knowledge you need to have faith in the area that you need today. That's not uncommon if you were a person, a CIS, was it CIS person, a person that's got a crime scene. Oh man, it'll come to me. But you know, you're at a crime scene and you're trying to figure out what happened. You're going to accumulate the knowledge, right? You're going to look at what caused it, what happened here. Look at all that and you're going to put it all together and you're going to have a strong case for what you believe. And that's what you got to do with the word of God. You know, the Bible says we should have two or three witnesses, you know, so you shouldn't just take one scripture out of one area. You should get two or three witnesses about it. 
and build your faith in the areas that you need to have. That's why we have four gospels. We have four different accounts about Jesus Christ, have four different views of what was happening here on the earth. Isn't that good? You know, you might see the story a few different times in a few different ways to build your faith in the areas that you need to build it, you know. You know, anything about his character, just by reading the gospels, you know, because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, you're going to know the character of God by watching Jesus' life. Just reading those four Gospels, you learn a lot about God. He's here on earth, and you get to see in his character how loving he is, how compassionate God is. You know, and you listen, some people talk, he has no compassion. Yes, he has lots of compassion. You say, well, have you read the book of Revelations, Jeremiah? Yes, he has lots of compassion all through there, too. The people are going to be raptured at the beginning. People, the great multitude will be taken out of here in the middle. He's trying to get everybody out of here. He sends angels to preach the gospel for the last three and a half years of the uh, tribulation, you know, and he and he's trying to get people saved. And throughout that, got two prophets there trying to let them know Jesus is coming. He's trying to get his many people say but yet there's still some people after all that going to see people angels preaching the gospel and all kinds of things happening in the book of revelation there's still going to be people that don't believe and we're going to talk about that here matthew the 13th chapter the 54th verse it says and when he was coming to all the country he taught them in their synagogues insomuch that they were astonished and said whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works now these are people he's familiar with and they're not accepting of him. You know, all the other times people got healed. All the other times people got ministered to and got great miracles. But this one particular time, uh, these people didn't. Let's see what happened. And it is not the carpenter's, is this not the carpenter's son? They just couldn't. They were going too much with what they saw, right? It says, is not this, the, uh, his mother called Mary and his brethren, James and, jo and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters. And are they not all with us? Whence this has this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But when Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, in his own house. And he did not many mighty works because of what? Because of their unbelief. We said that faith is a belief, didn't we? It's a conviction it's a firm persuasion. He couldn't get them into position because they weren't willing to accept the truth. You say, well, Jeremiah, we know that faith comes by hearing. Of course, faith comes by hearing, but they still have to accept it as truth. You know, there's going to be people all over the earth hear about Jesus, but they're not going to accept him. They know it's right. They know they should. You know, there's scriptures that even tell us that, that they know, the world knows that there's a God. Very clearly. <laughs> You know, everybody knows there's a God, you know, by the things he's created, he's created. We know that from the first chapter of Romans also talks about that. They know that there's a God just by what he created, but they're not willing to accept that it is truth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Why? Well, that's, that's the question that only they can answer. But, you know, there's a reason for them not, not having faith. And it's because they don't accept it as truth. They might have all the information. They might could be persuaded. They could hear it over and over and over again, but they still have to make the choice to accept it as truth. Did you not have to do that in salvation? When you confess Jesus as Lord after some time of hearing about Jesus and how good he was, you still have to accept it as truth. Faith does come by hearing, but you still have to accept it as truth. Praise the Lord. Even Tom, doubting Thomas. He'd heard all the information. He'd been with Jesus. He'd been with the disciples who saw he was risen again. 
Think about that today, you know, but he said, I'm not going to do it till I can touch his hands and touch the things that happened to him at the cross. Think about that today. He still wasn't willing to accept it, you know, and you're not ever going to have the blessings that you want to have until you accept his truth. We say, well, what, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, if you don't believe he's a healer, you may have been told all about healing until you accept it for yourself. Then you can't get yourself healed through Jesus, you know. You won't have salvation if you don't accept it as truth. You have to be persuaded and you have to accept it as truth in your life, praise the Lord, you know. I remember, you know, this guy was trying to sell us a car one time, you know. Really funny incident. Me and my wife and my son was talking about it not too long ago. And we went to a car lot and we were so excited. We wanted this particular car. I'm trying to remember what kind of car it was back in the day, but uh, it was a really pretty car. We were really excited about it. He's telling us this is a great car. You're going to love this car. It's a beautiful car. You know, we're like, yeah, you got me. I'm hooked now. You know, I'm hooked. <laughs> I want this car, you know. And he said, then he puts his, his, his foot up on the bumper and the bumper fell off. <laughs> the bumper fell off the car. Well, you know, all of a sudden we weren't believing, you know, and we weren't accepting his truth, what he had to say. And we didn't take the car, you know, we ended up not buying the car. He said, well, we can glue that back on. No problem. We glue that back on. <laughs> we were like, no, no, that's okay. But, you know, people have all kinds of things happen to them, you know, that cause them not to accept things as truth. And they need to be determined to listen only to the word of God and it to be final authority, but they go so much by what happens. I'll give you a good example about this. I'll never forget this person I talked to, you know, they went to church and uh, they were good and they were faithful to church and all of a sudden somebody in the church didn't treat them right. So they stopped coming to church, you know, well, you know, you should have been going by the word, the word, if it tells you to go to church or if it tells you to do this or do that, or if God tells you to do that, that's what you need to do. But you know, circumstances cause people sometimes not to believe certain things. And that means that they need to go back and build on their foundations and be firmly persuaded in what they really believe. You know, I can go do ministry forever, you know, but it doesn't matter what you say to me. It doesn't matter what someone else says to me. I'm still going to do God's plan because I'm firmly persuaded. I want God's best in my life and get what God's will is for my life. You know, I know he's going to give me a good health being on that path. I know he's got good things all along that path. And so I want to stay on that path that he has for me. But some people, you know, it takes a little more persuading. They got to take a little more time to build their beliefs and their foundations so that they fulfill what God has for them. We said this in Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we went by several scriptures looking at that, you know, but that's also how Satan works. Think about that today. He, he deceives and that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, John 10, 10 says, for the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come to give you what? What did he come to give you? What did Jesus come to give you? He came to give you life and that more abundantly. You know, there's one version that says, that he said, I came to give you a life better than you ever dreamed of. <laughs> Isn't that good? He came to give you a life better than you ever dreamed of. But the enemy comes to steal. He comes to kill and destroy. How does he do that? You know, he can't make you do anything. He can't force you to do anything. If he would have, he would have already killed you, wouldn't he have? He would have already taken you out if he could have. Yeah, all those bad things that could have happened, should have, would have. But it didn't happen because he can't make it happen. He would take all the Christians off this earth if he could, but he can't. <laughs> 
He'd take all the Jewish people off this earth if he could, but he can't. Think about that today. Right. He, he, he can't do that. How does he do what he does? He's a deceiver. That's his weapon. He did that in the Garden of Eden. He deceived Eve, didn't he? he deceived Adam, didn't he? And we know that Adam was sitting there with Eve. Well, Revelations 12, 9 says it like this. And the great dragon was cast out in the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. You know, we'd have so much less trouble if we just stopped listening to him. <laughs> what have you been listening to today? You know, what are you listening to on YouTube and what do you listen to on the news? You know, he, there's a lot of deceiving going on, right? That's how he works. Words, right? God works with words too, right? Think about that today. He's a deceiver, right? You know, I was watching some things on uh, scientific things and they were talking about how most things were created with sound waves. Powerful to think about. And God creates everything with his word. You know, he said, light be. And there was light. Think about that. Words. And the devil likes, he's a counter active of God. He's, he's count, he, he likes to act like he's God. You know, he's always wanted to be God. He can't be God. But he, he does know how things work, doesn't he? And he likes to be a deceiver. And he wants to, he's that, you, you ever seen the angel on one side and a, and a devil on the other side? Well, yeah, they, they're talking two different words on each year. And that's kind of really a lot of truth. There's a lot of truth in that, to be honest with you, because he's trying to deceive you. Remember in the Garden of Eden, you know, how he deceived Eve, you know, he, it's better over here. He's always going to tell you it's better over there. It's always better over here. He's always trying to get you off of the track of where you need to go. Oh, it'd be it's, there's greener grass on the other side if you'll just go over there. Did that work out for Eve? No, it didn't work out for her, did it? Think about that today, you know. He's trying to get you out of position to fulfill what God has for your life, you know. He'd say, well, you're serving God's just too hard, isn't it, you know, or, or doing what God has you to do, that's just too tough, you know. You, you can't do that, but God tells you, he says he gives you the greater one on the inside. He gives you the grace the power to fulfill what God has for your life. You know, he's given you everything you need, but he likes to deceive you. And he deceives, he's a very, very good deceiver. He deceives nations. Think about that today. He, he knows how to deceive nations. So that tells you a little bit about how good of a deceiver he is. What, what does it mean to be a deceiver? He's a seducer, right? We in the Greek, that's what that word means is seduce and to cause to accept as true or valid what is va false or validate to mislead by false appearance or statement, delude. Isn't that interesting? You know, he's like, hey, he'll come to a, a married couple and he'll say, well, this is better over here. <laughs> or this person's better over here. Or this could be a better life over here. You know, deluding things, making things look a different way. Mislead with false appearance or statement, delude to mislead or falsely persuade others. I'm taking this right out of the Greek. Falsely persuade others. Practice deceit. What does he do? He, he tries to persuade you the wrong direction. He, he'll do it with circumstances. He'll do it with by talking to you. But he can't make anything happen unless he gets you to do it. 
And so he's trying to persuade you to do something you shouldn't do. Has he ever done that to you before? He ever persuade you to do something you shouldn't do, you know? I was with this gentleman one time, I'll never forget him and his wife were trying to eat right. You know, they were really trying to eat right and he didn't want her to know he wasn't eating right. He would, he would pick up a hamburger on the way home and put, eat the hamburger on his car and he'd get home and he'd go out to the trash can and throw the trash in the can out of the car before he got into the house and he'd act like nothing was going on. <laughs> you know, Deluding, you know, deceived, you know, getting himself, he's thinking it's okay, everything's all right. You know, get, he, the devil trying to get him off the right path, you know. Me and my wife, we try to eat together, you know, eat right together, you know, on these certain Daniel fasts. And we just, you know, we work together on it, you know, you know, but the enemy will try to get you off and get you on the wrong direction. You know, he wants to, he's trying to get to your health, but he can't do it without you. You know, you going through the, the McDonald's and buying everything on the menu, that was your choice. But the enemy helped you to make that choice. You going by the donut place and picking up all the Krispy Kremes, that's, he's helping you make that choice, right? He doesn't want you on this planet too long. Your, your body is what he's after. Think about that today. You know, once you leave this body, he doesn't care. No, no, you, you go to heaven, you know, but your body on this earth has authority and prayer. Your body on this earth has, it can do wonderful things for other people. You can't do that when you're in heaven, you know, but here on earth, this body represents a whole lot. You can reproduce more of you, (laughs) you know, to reach more people in the world. Think about that. Your body is very important to him. That's why he'd like you get out of here early. Let's get him out of here early, you know, get you to commit suicide. Nobody needs you on this earth. Well, he's trying to persuade you, you know. Why? Because he's after your body. He wants to keep you from doing the things that you're supposed to fulfill on this planet. Think about that today. You know, he, you're, you, you leaving this earth. We were watching this movie recently about uh, what happens after death. You know, if you watched that new movie, uh, was Afterlife or something like that. Great movie, by the way, if you can check it out there. Uh, but uh, there's many people talking about it. even people, you know, all kinds of recorded circumstances where they saw their body flying out and they were flying out of their body and they, they could see what was actually happening in the room, walking down the hallway, could see what was happening in the rooms and others saw light. You know why? Because we absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Think about that today. But uh, your body, you know, he, not a whole, he, he's trying to keep you from fulfilling your plan that you have here on earth, which is a short time. It's a very short time, but he's trying to keep you from fulfilling what he has for you here on earth. It affects everybody. It affects everybody around you. This podcast right now, if I wasn't here, it goes all the way around the world. Think about that today, you know. Why wouldn't he try to take me out? Why would he try to take you out? Well, because your body affects so many different people. Ministers to others. Encourages others. The gracious Holy Spirit uses it to bless other people. And, the, and, and he needs you, praise the Lord, to be here on earth. You know, it's wonderful. Everything after this life is wonderful. But he needs you here, praise the Lord. And how does he do that? And we said Revelation 23 through 8, it says it like this. And, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and be sealed upon him. And he should be deceived, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled, which we can get into more of that. But he, he's put into the bottomless pit for a period. Think about that today. But it says, what is, what is he going to do when he comes out? He'll be loosed for a season. What's he going to do? 
You go on down here, look at a few scriptures and then go down to the eighth verse. It says, and shall go out. And what is he going to do? He's, he's already been taken off this planet. After the seven year tribulation, there's going to be a thousand year reign. If you don't understand that, it's okay. But I want you to understand how he attacks others. He goes to deceive the nations. And that's how he works on you every day. From the time you get up to the time you go to bed, he's trying to form faith in you, deceive you to go the wrong direction. Think about that today. And how do we know if it's him? Well, if it's anything that's not going with God's word, that's the wrong direction, right? If it's something that doesn't coincide with what God wants you to do, that's the wrong direction. And he's a good, good deceiver. And he's trying to deceive many people and he's done it to many, many people to go to the wrong direction. And how's it come? By hearing. <laughs> you know, when you watch the news over and over and over and over, you can become one of the most fearful people in the world, right? While you're persuaded something bad's going to happen when you walk outside. You're persuaded something bad's going to happen here and there. But you need to be persuaded that God's he's your protector. He's your shield. He's your fortress. Have faith that God's going to work out your circumstances. Look at Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 19th verse. It says, when one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and casteth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received a seed by the wayside. So when God gives you something, like maybe today he's given you something, you're listening to this message and God's speaking to your heart and he's given, given you something and he's talking about your life now because the Holy Spirit is on me and he's ministering to you and he's, he's talking to you about your life and he gives you a fresh word when you're in his presence, what is fullness of joy, uh, right? We know that uh, delighting ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. He's putting things into your spirit. He's speaking to your spirit. You're receiving rhema words, you know. I have no idea what he's saying, but that's him. And he's speaking to you. And he speaks to you about something particular. He's talking to you about your life in particular. You know, we know what's going to happen. The enemy is going to come, and he's going to try to persuade you of something else right away. He wants to take it right away. That's what we just read here about the word, the parable of the sower. And he's going to try to keep you convinced that that's not something you should do. <laughs> he's going to try to keep you persuaded. And he's going to try to pull you off track so that you won't go on that same direction that you need to be doing for God. Think about that today. What is it he's talking to you about today? What's God talking to you about today? You know, what's, what's that thing that he's talking to you and guiding you about, building faith in you about today? Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's about the plan of God in your life. I remember he spoke to me about going to Ramah. I'll never forget years ago. You know, many of you have heard my testimony about this, you know. And man, you know, to me, that was a lot. You know, I was used to, I was growing up in Bethany, Oklahoma, raised in War Acres, Oklahoma, you know, and Oklahoma City, that area. You know, if you're out there, I'll give you a shout. Praise the Lord. And, you know, I, I grew up there. But really, I was used to that, those particular areas. And I hadn't seen much else. You know, God's asking me to go to Tulsa. You know, let me go to Tulsa, to Brother Hagen's school, you know, but I, I had a word that I'll never forget. You know, I, I was I was working for a company, you know, in a warehouse and I would come out at break and I had the brochure for Raymond. I'd look at that brochure, getting it in me, getting the picture on the inside. I already heard from him. Now I got to develop this picture on the inside. I'm looking at the school and 
I'm like, man, this looks interesting. This looks good. I've never, I'm going to go to school again, you know, and I hadn't even graduated high school. Now I've went and got my GED and went to college. But, you know, at that time I hadn't even graduated high school. And I'm like, I'm going to go to do more school. I didn't even want to do the rest of my high school, you know, but uh, I felt like the Lord told me to go, you know. Now, the enemy can say, well, hey, you're in a warehouse and uh, you, you live in this certain state. You, you don't have the money right now. How are you going to do this? How's this going to happen? But God said, this is what I want you to do. And you've got to be a person when it comes to what God's called you to do, to listen to him and not listen to all these other voices out there. Because the enemy is going to try to persuade you to go the wrong direction. It's important, you know, that you're listening to. Isn't that what hurts so many people in the Bible? Listening to those wrong voices. Think about that today, you know. Powerful to think about. Look at Solomon. Remember Solomon, you know, he got to listening to some wrong voices, some wives and talking about, the, you know, serving another God and it caused all kinds of challenges. You know, you think about that today, you know, listening to the wrong voices. It could even be people that are telling you something contrary to what God's telling you. You need to listen to the right voices and listen to the Holy Spirit and his word when it comes to you. I've got lots more here. We're going to get more into faith and we're going to talk more about that today. But I think that we've talked about what the Lord's want me to talk about today. Let's go ahead and pray. If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. We're going to pray for you just a moment after I pray for these here today. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy, Father, today. Father, we just ask, Lord, that you touch these that are listening. Help them to listen to the right voices. Help them to build their faith on the firm foundation of your word. And Father, we just ask for it in Jesus' name. Help them not to be led astray. Help them to be on track with you. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. And Father, we just ask as these people, if there's someone out here who doesn't know Jesus, we ask that you touch their heart and encourage them right now to come to you. And Father, we just, as we do, we pray the prayer of salvation. Father, we ask that you have a mighty impact on these people's lives today in Jesus' name. If you don't know Jesus today, I'm going to pray with you. You know, the Bible says if you confess Jesus is Lord and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Think about that today. You shall be saved. All you got to do is believe God's risen Jesus from the dead. And you got to confess Jesus as Lord of your life. Are you not playing games today? Do you want to know Jesus as Lord of your life? Well, we're going to pray it right out of Romans, the 10th chapter, 9th and 10th verse, if you want to write that down. And we're going to pray it together. Pray it with me. Let's make sure that you're right with God today and that you know Jesus as your Savior today. Father, we just confess that you've risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I believe that you, your Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer, I believe that you've accepted Jesus as Lord of your life right now. And I believe God's doing a mighty work in you. Praise the Lord. God bless you. So wonderful to hear that you've entered the kingdom of God today. Well, you know, you listen to more of my messages on Podbeam and all those other places I talked about. You can go to jeremiasmithministries.podbeam. Build yourself up in the Lord. I love to hear about it. Me and my wife, that's the most wonderful thing we can hear about is someone getting saved. Email me at jeremiasministries at yahoo.com or put it in the chat here. We'll check it. We love you and we'll look forward to spending more time with you. Look for the coffee confessions coming out tomorrow. God bless you. I hope it's you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you'd like to contact us for a prayer, praise reports, 
offerings, go to jeremiasmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.